What is up, freaks? It's your boy Marty Bent here to introduce Rabbit Hole Recap. Number 175. Great rip. Early rip. Beautiful day here in Austin, Texas. We have the Austin Bitcoin block party tonight. Our one and only car has been working diligently and hard to put that together. I'm very excited to hit the streets with a bunch of Bitcoiners. Two nights. Uh, for those of you who can't make it, too bad. This rip was brought to you by good friends at the motherfucking Cash App. Cash App's what you stack sats, send sats, receive sats, and sell sats. And if you haven't heard, uh, Cash App is now a under the, the Block umbrella, which Square has changed their name to Block. Uh, Cash App is trying to make it as easy as pop- possible to stack sats. Uh, you can DCA in the sats. You can set price uh, targets where you want to buy sats and automatically execute for you. Cash App can be your bank account. They have their boost program. It's a beautiful app. If you haven't downloaded it yet, oh, I should add too, you can send to Taproot uh, addresses uh, as of December 1st. So it's December 2nd, and you can do that today. Uh, download the app. Use the code StackingSats. That's S-T-A-C-K-I-N-G-S-A-T-S. You're going to get $10, and $10 is going to go to our good friends at Owls Lacrosse. That's Owls Lacrosse. Owls Lacrosse. This rip is also brought to you by our good friends at Unchained Capital. Unchained Capital is here to help you eliminate single points of failure in your custody model. Having all your coins on an exchange is a single point of failure. Having all your coins in a single SIG wallet is a single point of failure. If you lose that wallet and you're back up, you are shit out of luck. Unchained has their Vault product, which is collaborative custody, two or three multi-SIG. Vault, where you hold two keys, Unchained holds one. Uh, you are always able to move your coins in and out of the Vault as you so please. Uh, but if you're ever in a pinch, Unchained is there to be the second in the two or three signature. They have a white glove concierge service that's going to take you from zero to having a multi-sig vault set up with a thousand cuck bucks worth of sats in it. They're going to have multiple video conference calls with you to get you comfortable with multi-sig and their vault product. They're going to send you hardware wallets. They're going to help you get those set up. And then once you have those set up, you're going to create your multi-sig vault. You're going to dump sats in it and you're going to be happy as a clam because you you hold Bitcoin and you have uh, no single point of failure in your security uh, in custody of those UTXOs. Unchained is not an app or a faceless company. They want to be a partner. They want to help you secure your Bitcoins for generations to come. Go check out everything they have at Unchained.com. That's Unchained.com. If you do the Vault Concierge service, uh, tell them the TFTC sent you. You're going to get $50 off that deal. Um, this rip was also brought to you by our good friends at Compass Mining. All right, If you listen to the end of this episode, Matt and I talked with them. We had back and forth. Uh, about the situation uh, at Compass. We're hearing you freaks. Compass uh, offers the ability for you to buy miners, ASICs. Uh, you can uh, go to compassmining.io, pick a miner, buy the miner, have it sent to your house. They have a home mining support team that's going to teach you how to set that miner up, uh, plug it in, access the miner, point it to a pool, and stack sats with that. Uh, so you can do that. Uh, they have an incredible newsletter podcast as well. Zach Vol, Will Foxley doing incredible things on that side, on the content side. They've uh, creating video content as well. You got to go check out their mini doc on the Navajo Nation mining Bitcoin. Go check all this out at compassmining.io. This trip is also brought to you by good friends at Brains. Brains is here uh, to help you stack more sats with your hash, with their auto-tuning f- firmware, which is Brains OS+. Plus. Brains OS Plus. If you have an ASIC that is compatible with Brains OS Plus, you can go to brains.com, B-R-A-I-I-N-S.com to find out if 
your ASIC is compatible with it. If it is compatible and you're not running Brains of Us Plus, you're leaving SATs on the table. It's as simple as that. Uh, Brains of Us Plus helps you uh, get more hash out of your ASIC, which is going to get you more SATs. They just dropped insights.brains.com a few weeks ago, which is uh, your one-stop shop for all the pertinent mining data that you may need. Uh, it's we're, we're using it today on the show. You'll see uh, if you're watching this on YouTube. If not, you're going to hear what we were talking about there. A lot of great pool data consolidated at one site at insights.brains.com. So go check out everything they have there. They're also hiring. Uh, if you're a Rust developer, if you've worked with hardware, if you're a system admin, they're looking for you. They're a high-quality Bitcoin-only team. The team behind Slush Pool, uh, I would highly recommend checking it out. Brains.com. B-R-A-I-I-N-S.com. Last but not least, this was brought to you by Hoddle Hoddle. Hoddle Hoddle is back with their lending platform. Lend.hoddlehoddle.com is going to make it so that you can uh, use your Bitcoin as collateral. It's a P2P Bitcoin-backed lending platform where you can lend or borrow uh, Bitcoin or stable coins globally and anonymously, anonymously using your Bitcoin as collateral. You can borrow stable coins against your Bitcoin and control your collateral and escrow throughout the whole deal. That is because, again, HODL HODL is leveraging multi-sig. Uh, when you hold your Bitcoin in escrow, your Bitcoin collateral, uh, you hold a key, your counterparty holds a key. Hoddle Hoddle holds a key. Uh, you don't have control over your Bitcoin there, but you do have visibility into the wallet to make sure that your Bitcoin aren't being rehypothecated. So uh, you're going to put that Bitcoin up with collateral. You're going to have one of the keys. You're going to get stable coins that you can then go spend and you got to pay back. As long as you're paying back those stable coins plus the interest uh, associated with the loan, you're going to get your sats back at the end of the day if you are a stable coin lover and you're looking to get yield on that. Uh, this is a good way to do that. Put your stable coins to be lent up at an interest rate uh, in this in this engagement, and uh, you engage with Bitcoiners who are looking for liquidity. So go check it all out at lend.hodlhodl.com and enjoy this rip. Enjoy your Thursday. Enjoy your life. Enjoy it, freaks. Dickie, dickie. You've had a dynamic where money's become freer than free. If you talk about a Fed just gone nuts, all, all the central banks going nuts. So it's all acting like safe haven. I believe that in a world where central bankers are tripping over themselves to devalue their currency, Bitcoin wins. In the world of fiat currencies, Bitcoin is the victor. I mean, that's part of the bull case for Bitcoin. If you're not paying attention, you probably should be. Probably should be. Probably should be. What is up, freaks? Welcome back to Tales from the Crypt. It's your boy, Marty Bent, here. For rabbit hole recap, rip number 175. Car, I'm getting some feedback in my ear here right now because the mic, it's just where you put the mic down. Matt, will you stop texting? Will you join us in this conversation, please? What's going on? I'm retweeting your tweet. I have to do it when, uh, when we go live. Uh, uh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, uh, I'm still getting, are you getting feedback? I'm not Matt? hearing feedback for what it's worth. All right, it's just me. Um, whatever. Let's get into it. How have you been, dude? Freak, so you, if you're hearing feedback, let us know in the comments. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Yeah, it's fine. It's, it's fine. System. Yeah. No, it's fine. Um, what's going on? It's a beautiful day here in Austin. It's noon on Thursday. We're doing it early because we have the uh, the Bitcoin block party here Fuck tonight yeah. in Austin. Car just gave me this shirt. I had my shirt off outside for a while. Maybe I'll do episodes of my shirt off in the future uh, to just harpen back to the days of DeRose and, and John Seth's. 
Um, if, if you freaks give us some uh, 10% daily green candles, then Marty will, Marty yeah, will what, rip it shirtless. What's going on there, dude? We're, we're hovering. Cap, Caps Odell will come out and uh, Marty's nips will come out. <laughs> uh, Caps Odell, he's been, uh, he's been, where do you have him hiding right now? Is he in a closet? Is he? Yeah, he's, he's comfortable he in, in the closet right now. <laughs> <laughs> Why isn't Marty dancing for devs yet? Uh, I don't, did we hit because the ten? Because he doesn't care. Did we hit he the ten million dollar bounty? Did we hit the ten million million sat bounty? No, no freaks pledge shit. Yeah, yeah. It's on you guys. But not I me. still have. It's I on still you guys, have a million not, sats. Yeah, we need nine million sats. It's on you guys, not me. Um, what are you drinking? I'm not drinking. It's too early. I'm drinking. Well, technically, it's an hour later here. I'm drinking McAllen blue bottle. Oh, I've never seen know. that. I've never seen Edition that. Edition number six. Um it was yeah. a gift. Big week. Big week, as always. Good. We've got we've got square changing names. We got Jack leaving Twitter. Jack leaving Twitter, forgot to mention that. Um the, that's pretty big. Before we get there, this block party looks dope as fuck. So well, you're meeting at 5 p.m. for that. I was talking to Carr ahead of time. Well, Carr, Carr is the man with the plan. He's he's putting it all together. So I'll let him uh, describe what's going on tonight. Yeah. So basically, yeah. Yeah. So basically, uh, here I'll pull up the car cam. Yeah. So basically, uh, starting out at uh, Capital Factory, 6:30. Uh, Kyle's going to do the symposium like we usually do, and then we're going to have Ray Liotta mask. So we're going to walk from, from Capitol all the way to Rainey with Ray Liotta mask. And hopefully somebody takes a picture because that's going to be freaking epic, bro. <laughs> and like, then when we get there, what's going on on Rainy Street? Uh, Oshi. So Oshi, the app, is going to basically give 50% sats back or maybe even more for everything in, the, in, the, in, that, in that. Whatever has an Oshi logo on it, you're getting 50% sats back. And then right across the street, this Tipsy Alchemist, they're doing sats back all night on all the drinks so we're gonna be partying until like 2 a.m it's Hell gonna yeah. be a banger dude yeah i so fucking love rainy rainy was my favorite part of austin yeah so if you that freaks, street is fucking fire so you freaks who've never been to austin uh rainy street is the uh it's probably it's the mecca of like bachelor and bachelorette parties now it's where all the bars are um so yeah it's gonna be a fun time i'm looking forward to it i'm gonna try and keep it a bit tame I'm not going to try and get crazy. Car, don't let me get crazy tonight, okay? It sometimes happens when we do this. Marty's um, going to go to bed early, but his brother's going to get crazy tonight. Yeah. Go ahead. My brother's got friends in town, too. They were over here last night waking up my child. Uh, Timmy, I'm looking at you, okay? Um, all right, let's jump into it. we got a lot to talk about. We'll start with Clark's dashboard, as we always do. Like I mentioned, we've been hovering uh, in the f- mid-50s range. We're at $56,390. One cuck buck's going to get you 1,773 sats. We're, sh- we're still over a trillion dollar market cap at 1.07 trillion. We are currently at block height 712,267. Where are we going next? Next difficulty adjustment is in 1,397 blocks. Right now it's estimated to be uh, a negative 0.5% downward adjustment uh, on December 12th, 2021. Since we last met, we had a downward difficulty adjustment of one and a half percent. And that is because blocks were coming in at 10 minutes and 17 seconds, which is 17 seconds slower than the 10 minute block target. 
Clark's men pool fuller than it was last week, but not too full at 8,982 transactions. Uh, Samurai Whirlpool. I think it's up from where we were last week in terms of Bitcoin at 4,349.69 nice Bitcoins. Uh, That is a 245.3 million cuck bucks worth of liquidity in that unspent capacity. Uh, big week. Yeah, let's go. Like we mentioned, uh, let's start with the difficulty adjustment. We had that downward difficulty adjustment. It was one and a half percent. You know why it happened, right? Yeah, you don't have it on the list. Well, why do you think it happened? Well, so there's many potential factors here. Uh, well, so the real reason it happened was because I think three RHRs ago, me and you agreed that we're just going to have slow and steady upwards difficulty adjustments for the rest of the year, which pretty much locked in uh, a negative to, difficulty to, adjustment it, on the next one. Insights.brains.com. <laughs> Insights.brains. Yeah, there we go. Um, so, I love this website. Uh, yeah, this website's great. Disclaimer, Brains is a sponsor of our podcast. I uh, had uh, Daniel Frumkin on, uh, who's like the brains behind this site yeah, yeah. on uh, Dispatch this week. Yeah, if you if you listen to the ad read ever, Daniel Frumps, he he was sitting there during the last halving and he had a bunch of tabs open and was making his computer all hot and was looking for all these stats. And so he, he decided to consolidate it in one tab at insights.brains.com. Um, Brains with two eyes. Two eyes, double I. Double I. Um what are we looking for? Let's see Fucking difficulty stats. Da, 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 da. See if they have like historical difficulty adjustments um, or hash rate changes. Yeah, there we go. Perfect. So, yeah, we had that downward difficulty adjustment there. Matt, why do we do it? I, I think it's a combination. Uh, there are still miners in China. Uh, I think this is being confirmed. Um, rainy season's ending, so you have that that uh, historical you know, unplugging when the rainy season ends and it, it gets too expensive. The migration. Uh, the migration. And then on top of that, you have these DNS attacks that took down a lot of the major mining pools that are domiciled in China, mainly F2 pool. But how long was that? That was like 12 hours or something, right? Yeah, but no, there was, was many days. I talked to um, you know, some people in the mining industry and a lot of the, the larger uh, pools were, were having, they had like a four-day disruption, some of them, I believe F2 Damn. pool. Yeah. In terms of clients not being able to, to reconnect and stuff like that. I mean, from a slush specific uh, point of view, it didn't seem like slush was, you know, was getting that many more blocks as they got, a result. They got up, uh, they got up to like nine pet hash. I think they, I think they got more, more pet hash. By the way, well, we they have definitely increased hash. Car, get him on the, get him on the. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Get him on the car cam. We've got a uh, documentary crew here. Uh, introduce yourself, guys. Hey, I'm Rob. I go by Bitcoin or Movie on Twitter, and this is my local Austin sound man, Ben, over here. Rob and Ben have been at, at my house all day. Uh, we're recording uh, in a, a documentary. Is it, was it Bitcoin or underscore movie or yeah. on Twitter? At Bitcoin or underscore movie on Twitter. Go check them out. Go check out the uh, the pilot that they have, the the teaser that they have. They, they recorded a bunch at Bitcoin 2021. Uh, they're going to be recording interviews across the country with Bitcoiners across the world uh, until we hit $100,000. Uh, they've got a TallyCoin fundraiser going on as well. You can find that on um, on their Twitter page. It's been a pleasant. Rob, Ben. Thank you guys for joining me today. It's been a great morning. 
It's been awesome here. Thank you. And we will be at the block party tonight as well. Yeah. Oh, badass. We'll see you there. Yeah. Yeah. See you there. I just just saw we're going to see Brian Harrington. Brian Harrington's in town. I'm pumped to meet him in person. Fuck yeah. I love that dude. Yeah. I'm surprised you guys have never met. I'm thinking back. I don't know if we've ever met in person. Maybe we've met once in person. It is amazing, amazing. Brian. It is amazing. Uh, yeah. So, what do you think this this disruption is? Do you think it's just running the mill? Do you think? What, so, let's describe the DNS attack. I wrote a Ben about it because I was like, "Oh fuck!" Is this like a systemic uh, problem that we should be aware of? It doesn't seem to be. It seems like uh, leveraging DNS providers is just a convenience. There are ways to to uh, spin up a pool without being dependent on these DNS providers. Uh, it is a, a bit more work, but um, it's something that wasn't on my radar as an attack vector that I was really thinking about. What, what were your thoughts on all this? Well, so when you connect to a pool, um, when you connect to a pool, right, you have all the different stratum servers. Now, I didn't look into this actual DNS attack. I saw that it happened. You know, I saw that it was happening to pools that I didn't really care about. So, like, I kind of just disregarded it. Um, But when you have, when you connect to a pool, right, you have all the different stratum servers you can connect to. Mm -hmm. Um, Those are obviously publicly accessible internet endpoints, right? And whenever you have any kind of publicly accessible server, uh, you have the ability to denial a service attack it. I don't know if this was a denial of service attack or not. Was this a DNS registry change instead? Yeah, from what I understand, the CCP went to these DNS providers and like added the the pool IPs to the firewall blacklist. Got it. But I mean, at the end of the day, there's a bunch of different things you can do to take an internet server offline. Yeah. Uh, that's why companies like Cloudflare exist. Uh, obviously, Cloudflare isn't a very good option if if you care about sovereignty or privacy because they're a massive honeypot and a central point of failure. Um, but this is why all the all the good pools run many servers, right? Like uh, if you connect to Slush, I, there's like four or five, maybe more than that, servers you can connect to. Um, and a lot of miners, what they'll do, they'll even, um, you know, even on the basic firmware, even if you're not using something like Brains where you can flash it onto your ASIC, uh, even the basic firmware gives you the option to do fallback servers. So some miners will choose fallback servers that are in their same pool, but you can even have accounts open with multiple pools. So like if, if Slush's two servers go down, then the third server can be F2 pool or something. Yeah. Um, and then, so that kind of, insulates the risk a little bit, mitigates the risk a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're heavily reliant on the internet. <laughs> I know. This is why these alternative... And all the issues of the internet. Mesh networks, freaks. Think about them. You should be working harder on them, I believe. Uh, Car, can you get back to insights that brands? Let's, let's look at the pool distribution. Um, Are you, so you think that's... I mean, I, I think guess it's, 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 a, well, go, it's go. a confluence of factors, but... Yeah, I mean, look at that. Look at that hash rate crash right there. Um, no, that the purple line towards the yeah. Oh no, that's the price. That My you bad. think was the that's DNS? The price. Uh, yeah, the yellow line. I mean, yeah, it doesn't seem out of 
doesn't seem too it far. It kind of seems of, like the normal variance. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't seem like a too far. I out mean, let's be honest. Like, what what was the negative adjustment? It was like one, one and, and a half, half or something. Yeah, it's fucking nothing. It's like but, a rounding error. But earlier in the epoch, it was estimated to be like a two or three percent upwards adjustment. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Car, can you go down a little bit more too? Yeah, right there. Or not Bitmain. Um, further, further. I want to see that. Yeah, here's what I'm looking for. Yeah, so now we have the number one pool in the world is unknown. So um, it seems that uh, it seems that some of these pools had to react and uh, and are now going uh, a non. Something you actually like to see. Yeah, the well, no, pool. unknown, unknown. It combines everything they don't know. Yeah, right? exactly. So it could be a bunch combined in there. Yeah, there, totally. unknown was already at a certain percentage to begin with. Yeah, like but sizable. it wasn't. It was. I don't think it was anywhere near number one um, a couple of weeks ago. Correct me if I I'm wrong, could, freaks. Does it show change? I don't think so. Yeah, Daniel, seven day change. Daniel, if you're listening. Yeah, yeah actually. But that, anyway, like if if you're a large private miner and you don't join a pool and you and you just do it yourself. Uh, you'll show up in the unknown. Um, or if you're a private pool that doesn't want to notify the network uh, that you are a pool, you show up in the unknown. Uh, what a lot of people don't realize is like when we're tracking pool hash, um, it's all self-reported. So like they put a little identifier in each block they mine to say, you know, this was a slush pool block or this was an F2 pool block. Uh, so that's up to them. They could lie. They could say it's a different pool. They can not tell you anything or they can tell you their actual pool. Yeah. Um, yeah, they do that in the Coinbase transaction. You, you mine the block and you can put a message in the Coinbase and a lot of these pools self-identify. I don't know if I like it. Um, but then, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. But it, it, another interesting thing here with Foundry, US like, pool, they, yeah. they hopped up to number two in the world. Rather the quickly. Coinbase transaction is not related to Coinbase the Exchange. Coinbase no. the Exchange named it after the Coinbase transaction. The Coinbase transaction is how is the transaction where a miner pays themselves uh, yeah. for the fees and the the subsidy that they get for each block they mine. Yes. FYI freaks. And so when you when you add a block, it's a technical learning here. When you when you add a block of transactions to the network, you get rewarded in Bitcoin which is released in that Coinbase transaction, but you have to wait 100 blocks before you actually get that uh, Which is that really reward. important in the, during the four cores. Yes, yeah. Um, it's a nice little game theory there in terms of miners having this incentive to keep building uh, honestly because they have to wait so long for their, their money to come in. It's like yeah. locked up in the meantime. It's a small detail. Satoshi thought through all this stuff. He thought through a lot of this stuff. He's a smart cookie, that's Satoshi Nakamoto. Um, right, what do yeah. you think about Foundry being number one besides unknown? Because unknown can't be number one. It's not really. Uh, I, I mean, very interesting. I mean, the dynamics of the mining industry have changed pretty drastically over the last year. Uh, I went to a Foundry event here in Austin, uh, hung, hanging out with uh, Kevin Young, um, Yuri. He's going to be in Nashville. Mike Coiler, um, their whole team. I like them. Um, obviously, their uh, foundry is a subsidiary of Grayscale and DCG. Not not Grayscale, DCG, which is owned 
by Barry Silbert and crew, uh, which were involved with the Segwit 2X Wars, but um, I, who knows? I, I think that I like the team. Jay, who's their, their pool operator, is pretty based. Seems like a hard They're like the corporate punk. US pool. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, can you even, can like, if a pleb like gets a bunch of couple ASICs, can they even like sign up to Foundry or do you have to like go to a dinner party in order to mine with Foundry? <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, you have to like go, you have to like get invited to a dinner party in order to mine with them. Yeah. Yeah. Mike Collier, not Coiler. I'm sorry, Mike. Um, the, uh, yeah, it was a great, it was a great event here in Austin. There was a lot of people. Uh, I saw, yeah, Stubbs. Yeah. Good barbecue. Um, good conversation. A lot of quality Bitcoiners. They're not going to dox anybody, but a, a lot of good conversations with people that you like, Matt. Um, with people that I like? Yes. Yes. Um, Sweet. Yeah. What else is going on? <laughs> what, what a hilarious comment. <laughs> they would confirm too. They will confirm. Doesn't really narrow it down a lot. Uh, that's, that's right. Um, <laughs> Do like a lot of people. <laughs> All right. Uh, so this pool attack, this DNS attack, something to pay attention to. It'll be interesting if maybe sometime at some point in the future in the US, maybe if they yes. are threatened enough by by Bitcoin and they, they go to Foundry's DNS provider and say fucking yank them. Um, I would like to see more attacks sooner rather than later. Agreed. Agreed. Because as these attacks happen, you know, then the systems become more robust. If we're just sitting there with like a false sense of security, um, then that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you want this stuff to to be brought to the fore earlier rather than later. And so this was this was interesting, and it happened like again, it happened over Thanksgiving. There weren't many people paying attention. Uh, maybe it was an interesting. Uh, but I mean, the Chinese strategic. paying attention, like the Chinese don't celebrate Thanksgiving. Yeah, but maybe they were waiting for like a lull in U.S. markets to to catch everybody by surprise or something like that. If you are in China, you don't want to draw attention to yourself. That's true. Just just get out if you're mining in China just get out um, get out alright Jack Dorsey leaves tweet left Twitter tweeter tweeter he's still tweeting he's still a tweeter but he's not the CEO big news, big news. What, are you, what are your thoughts I've got some thoughts what are yours horrible for Twitter horrible for uh, anyone who relies on Twitter as a platform, including us uh, and TFTC. I mean, it's our main platform that we use. I don't use any other social media. Um, great for Jack. Great for Square. Great for Bitcoin. I like those thoughts too. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, we saw pretty quickly Jack announced he was leaving Monday, Tuesday. Uh, they, Twitter announced policy changes and a bunch of stuff that leads me to believe and many others that uh, there's going to be increased censorship on the platform moving forward. Uh, it's a shame. Like you said, we built our, our careers and uh, <laughs> around this app. I'm extremely thankful for the product that Jack Dorsey built and his stewardship of the company uh, for many years. I, I do think uh, I am a bit worried that, uh, Especially me. No, I'm not so worried for you, Matt, but for me in the way I, I tweet, I, I think I, I could have a 
a limited life lifetime uh, left on the app. But uh, no, it does. I mean, I think Bitcoin Twitter is just fucked. Why? Why Bitcoin Twitter? You think we're all going to just get Bitcoin Twitter was already kind of fucked. We were already fucked. It just shortened the lifetime even more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it'll be interesting to see. Right, this was a great Which is piece, fine. By the way. I have like no contingency. If I get banned, if we get banned from Twitter, I'm just not going to use social media anymore. Well, that's what uh, we've been talking behind the scenes. We're going to supercharge TFTC uh, in 2022. We've got car here now, and it's really like all behind right. Behind the scenes, you tweeted it out. No, but like we've been talking, like we're we're going to make ourselves more <laughs> robust uh, from a content distribution standpoint in terms of the podcast and newsletter. Uh, we will have to figure out like the social media side of things. We'll probably be on Mastodon and things like that. But uh, it's time to supercharge it. I really want to turn TFTC into a media company that proves that you can do content distribution and monetization a different way by leveraging Bitcoin. That's that's the goal here in 2022. Yeah. We're we're gonna cheers to that. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna make it censorship resistant and uh, as possible, and we're gonna monetize it with a censorship resistant network that is Bitcoin and the Lightning Network. We're going to do it, freaks. My goal is to... I like Telegram. So we have a comment from a freak saying Telegram and Mastodon. Like, I like Telegram and Mastodon. They both have their issues and trade-offs. Uh, I mean, Telegram is completely centralized. They don't have very much censorship, uh, which is good. Uh, but it's not encrypted by default. Mastodon just feels clunky. There's not really any network effect there. And I feel like we're just wasting time trying to create a network effect there when something better should come up um, and probably will come up. And uh, all the lead devs for Mastodon are a bunch of SJWs. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm, not doing the, I'm not doing the Mastodon thing anymore. It's just not going to fucking happen. Didn't Mastodon blacklist some, some community? They blacklisted MVK. No agenda. Well, we have... And well, we have Perry, a Bitcoin instance. So the way Mastodon works is it's a federated system. So anyone can run a server. They call them instances. And if they run a server, they're basically like a mini jack. So like they're, they're the CEO of their server and they're in charge of the censorship of their server. Then those servers can interact with each other. So it doesn't matter which server you're on. You can run your own server. You can use MBK's server. You can use the main Mastodon server. And they're all inter compatible with each other um i'm pretty sure they blacklisted nvk server so if you're on nvk server <laughs> you can't interact with the main mastodon server um i'm like 99 sure and that's the same method that something like PeerTube uses which is what we leverage for bitcoin tv um where anyone can run a PeerTube instance and interact across instances, including Bitcoin TV. Yeah. And hey. then Telegram's just a centralized company. Yeah. Hey. We'll see. I think uh, Carr had that uh, Mike Solana article up that was syndicated on Barry Weiss's Substack, And I, I think he put it beautifully. I think, I think the world and many people who were directing uh, their ire at Jack specifically in reaction to all the censorship that's been going on on the platform over the last few years are going to find that maybe he was the, the last bastion of, of free speech within the company holding back the hordes of censorious uh, social justice warriors. 
So we have uh, some person in the comments asking about Jack's proposal uh, for decentralizing Twitter. Um, he got it confused. The commenter got it confused with his decentralized exchange. So Square is working on a decentralized exchange that we've talked about on the past on Rabbit Hole Recap. That is called TBD. Uh, the decentralized Twitter is called Blue Sky. Um, I'm pretty sure the guy who they chose as CEO was heavily involved with Blue Sky before he became CEO of Prague. Um, I would say, you know, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, so I'll say I'm cautiously optimistic that Blue Sky happens. But I, in reality, I just, I, especially with Jack on, I just do not see it fucking coming to fruition. I just, it, 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 why would Twitter, like Jack was an idealist, so I was leaving out hope, but why would Twitter move to a platform where they don't have total control? Like they, especially the people that are in charge right now, love having total control, lock in effect, being able to control the network completely, um, which is short-sighted, but that's how the incentives are set up. So uh, if it happens, fuck yes, that'd be awesome. I've said many times that the ideal way uh, for these platforms to move is a way where any centralized company does not have the ability to censor. Um, and then instead you basically have filters that you can add on top that give you different experiences uh, based on whatever censorship settings you want. And then if illegal things happen, you just do good old fashioned police work. I think that is where we're heading. I kind of, uh, I'm kind of pessimistic on that actually coming from Twitter themselves. Agreed. I, I would co-sign that. I'm Cautiously optimistic, but I'm not going to be holding my breath from it. And can we pause to just say how incredibly like angelic I look with this lighting? Is that intentional? <laughs> Did the documentary guys just like turn on a bunch of lights? No, nah, you? you can't really control. You can't control the sun too much. It's just the time of day that we're recording. And it just so happens that the sun is. The gods, yeah, they're they're shining down on us today, Car. The Bitcoin gods are. <laughs> Satoshi is, is beaming his lights, his ultra light beam on us. Uh. Yeah, with that being said, Jack leaves Twitter on Monday. Uh, and then yesterday, a big announcement from Square. Square uh, is, is sort of rolling all of its entities, Cash App, Square Crypto, which is now Spiral BTC, Spiral Bitcoin, um, TBD, which you just mentioned, uh, and title. Uh, title as well into a a conglomerate known as Block. I like this move. What are your squares. thoughts? Square still exists. It's underneath yes. Block. Square is under. So it's blocked. Then you have Square, Cash App, Title, TBD, Spiral BTC. Um, oh. Yeah. I uh, dig it. I did too. I thought uh, thought it was uh, a really cool announcement. Um, I'm very interested to see. It seems like they got a lot of focus uh, on Bitcoin. Uh, they're going full-fledged. I love this. The Square... Uh, this yeah. description of what Spiral BTC um, making Bitcoin the more than the Square crypto rebrand to Spiral is, is 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 more significant to me than Square going to Block. Yes, but I agree. They're both pretty significant. So here's a because I like, love the work they've been doing at Square Crypto, but every time I heard the word crypto, it just made me cringe a little bit. Yeah. Um, so Spiral.xyz is the website for uh, formerly Square Crypto, now Spiral BTC, or just Spiral. Um, making Bitcoin more than investment. Uh, Bitcoin is the best money. 
It should be used like it. We build and fund free open source projects aimed at making Bitcoin the planet's preferred currency. I fucking love it. There's coming right out. Like we want a Bitcoin standard. We want to hyper Bitcoinize and we're going to work towards that. I think it's bold. Uh, it's it's it's, uh, it's having Square very bullish. Having Square as a one of the largest uh, sort of corporate entities and most recognizable uh, corporates in the world, especially on the payments and money side of things, coming out and really putting their their balls on the table here and saying, "Yeah, we want Bitcoin. We're going to work towards that. Like, try and stop us." Yeah, and then, like, as it. Bitcoiners, obviously, like the name change to Block we immediately take it as a uh, signaling mechanism for a focus on Bitcoin, especially with Jack's, you know, inside joke on update tip uh, when he tweeted out the (laughs) announcement. Um, But I would just, I thought it was their whole announcement, their whole tweet thread was just very well done. Um, And it was interesting how they connected block the word block to all their different, um, yeah, go to different squ- goals. Squares Twitter. Wise. Yeah, they like I. They like it's like neighborhood blocks. It's like a block party, right? Like they had like all these different. Um, obviously, to me, it's it's just yeah. signaling mechanism to say we're going all in on Bitcoin. <laughs> but yeah, that no, car. If you go like tweet Where two or three, I think click, uh, that, click that tweet. No, no, don't click that tweet. Go to go below this tweet, like to two and three. There we go. Um, not to get all metal on you, but we're going to block references, the neighborhood blocks where we find our sellers, yeah. a blockchain, block parties full of music, obstacles to overcome, a section of code, building blocks, and of course, tongues and cubes. Uh, giving some credit to our boy Nick Carter in Naraj there uh, with the tongues and cubes. Tungsten's a shit coin. It is. I didn't it like is. that shit coin uh, affinity scamming there. It's a literal heavy bag. Uh, like that's the thing with Tunskin. It's it's very dense and heavy. Uh, it's going to be a heavy bag if you're holding holding a Tunskin cube, literally uh, and and metaphorically. Their graphics and everything are just so well done. They do such a good job with it. Yeah, shout out, shout out, bringing quality aesthetics to to the modern age. Uh, Square is da 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 da. All right, next on the list, we're going down the list here. Yeah, that's super exciting. Very exciting. That was, uh... Congratulations to all of our friends at Square or Spiral. Excuse me. I got to get block. I don't have to get at block, whether it be Cash App, Square, <laughs> Spiral. No, you know what I fucking love? TBD. I, there's like a million. It's been a meme in this space for a long time that people aren't very creative with their naming schemes. So there's like a shit ton of block blank companies like Blockchain, Blockworks, The Block, Crypto, The Block Crypto. Uh, I don't know. There's like a shit ton of them. And I just thought it was hilarious that like most of them are really butthurt about this name change because they got like front ran <laughs> after the fact, right? right? Like it's like now, like when, when you're typing in their name, it'll, the first thing that's going to come up is going to be block, not yeah. their company. Not the block crypto. Sorry for anybody at block crypto. You should have just simplified it. Uh, Kita in the comments had it. An interesting comment there that I'm interested to get your take on. Uh, Spiral.xyz, are they popularizing the .xyz domain name? And as a domain hoarder, what are your thoughts on that, Matthew? Do you have any XYZ domains? There's so many suffixes, it's just all shitcoin shit now. So it's diluting you know, it's like, the suffixes it's like or diluting supply. the domain supply? 
Yeah, the domain supply is just I, I don't I don't I try not to buy domains anymore. I'm trying to I'm trying to downsize my holdings. Wow. This is a this is a well, <laughs> a grand admission here on, on RHR number one seventy five. Uh we lost that motherfucker. God damn it, Matt. I'm back. God damn it, Matt. I can't wait. Uh, Matt's new office has has Giga Fiber, um, so we, we should not have him dropping out of of these live streams anymore. I believe after next week. Ooh, there he is! I heard him come. I heard him come to the door. I didn't hear him come. That would be weird. I can't imagine Matt Odell's O face. Probably. Uh. <laughs> what are you talking about while I'm gone? Well, anyway, freeze. I'll have Gigabit Internet next week. So, what are your fucking time preference? Uh, uh, we're gonna gloss past that joke. I was, <laughs> I'm sorry, freaks, for that visualization. I said, I said, I hear, I hear him coming, because uh, there's like a little bell that goes off when you when you enter the room. I can't wait to re-listen to this one. <laughs> uh, next topic: Bitcoin 2.0. Point zero app for Ledger, which adds uh, PSBTs, uh, Taproot support, and multisig. It's a big move for Ledger, which has usually been slow to move. It seems like they're doing uh, all at once uh, with with this update. Love to see it. Yeah. What, uh, do you have any uh, any anything particular you want to point out with us? Is well, specifically the PSBTs. The way they're handling PSBTs is really important. Well, how are they doing it? They're handling PSBTs now. Okay. So like it's actually standardized. They're like using the accepted standard. I don't know. I haven't used a fucking ledger in uh, like two and a half years, three years. So yeah, um, go, go down to the PSBT um, base signing flow section. Here. One of the issues they have is on the multi-sig side, like the ledger nano S is like no memory on board. It has like very little fucking memory. Yeah, because I, I know. So on the multi-sig side, they had to be like creative about it, which seems like it has a couple trade-offs there in terms of trust. But uh, the PSBT support is the key. Yeah, the because uh, I know Unchain when they were building Caravan, they had problems with Ledger's multi-sig because it would it would throw up this warning that would scare users away. Um, so yeah, in regards to PSBT, they've adopted PSBT. Oh, that's V2. different. That's the derivation path or whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're, but they're the, using... the issue. My understanding is the main issue with Ledger multi-sig was like Ledger wasn't verifying anything on the device. It was just like blindly signing things because it couldn't tell what the XPubs were for your other uh, keys, and now it's actually aware of it. Yeah. Does Does Ledger offer a Bitcoin only option yet? I don't think so. No. Not even like a the only, re- the only reason to buy a ledger is if you want the best shitcoin hardware wallet on the market, you should buy a ledger. Better than Trezor. Yeah, it's the best. It's the best shitcoin hardware wallet on the market. I tell any of my friends that are interested in shitcoins, I tell them to buy a cold card, and for Bitcoin, and then I tell them to buy a ledger, the new ledger. They can use it with the mobile app on their phone. Uh, the, whatever, what is it called? The Ledger Nano X or something? Yeah. yeah. Buy that, use it with a, use that for your shit coins, use cold card, 
for Bitcoin, and then don't reach out to me again until you go do shitcoins. Yeah, Matt giving shitcoin advice on RHR. I don't know how I feel about it. I'm a very um, practical. I'm a very practical friend. Okay. Yeah. I, you know they'll get burnt by the end of the bull market and they'll learn, right? So yeah. like you just you give them the warning and then you're just like, if if you do shitcoin, you should <laughs> you should hold your own keys. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, speaking of holding your own keys, MicroStrategy doesn't, I believe, but they just bought seven thousand two more bitcoins. Uh, yeah, they do not uh, hold their own keys. What do you? What do we think? How, can we? Do you think we can meme them into a collaborative custody model at least? I'm trying to. Did you see my tweet calling them out? No, I didn't. I was like, imagine holding 129,000 Bitcoin. It's way down their car. Don't bother. <laughs> imagine, imagine uh, holding 129,000 Bitcoin and not having the keys to it or yeah. owning. I said owning or something. And then of course there's a bunch of smart asses that were like, they don't actually own it if they don't hold their keys. It's like I'm aware. I, yeah. you know, I'm just trying to make it. Our boy Uncle Zach, he had a good tweet that I retweeted. Uh, uh, he quote tweeted the announcement of this 7,002 Bitcoin purchase and said uh, MicroStrategy actually holds zero Bitcoin. Yeah, Just exactly. Somebody holds it on their behalf. Michael, if you're listening, I know you think I'm paranoid, but I think you should hold your keys, okay? Uh, well, I brought this up to Sailor directly. Um, on BTC Sessions, right? Why We're Bullish BTC Sessions, the episode that I got way too drunk on. I had been drinking all fucking day. I think it was my most drunk public appearance ever. So I will once again apologize to Ben publicly for getting that drunk. Um, but I did. The first question I asked, I just came out and asked him. I was like, how do you think? Because I think it's a fiduciary responsibility to your shareholders to secure those keys. Uh, um, if you're holding them with a large regulated custodian and something happens to them, uh like your shareholders are going to start asking questions. Um, at the same time, obviously, if you hold your own keys and you lose them, uh, that would be horrible as well. So I think uh, collaborative custody could be the ideal solution, at least in the beginning, for these, for these corporations to get their toes wet. And I think that MicroStrategy, out of all companies, uh, should be leading the way here, right? Like they have, have a substantial amount of Bitcoin, um, like if you have, if you have three and a half billion dollars worth of Bitcoin, like you can afford a 10 man team to develop a self custody solution that works for you. You know, you don't have to hold all the keys. You can do, you, do, you can do multi-sig. You can give them to third party auditors and stuff to hold the key here or hold the key there. You can split it amongst, you know, different people in your C-suite. So not you know, sailors not walking around with like a fucking cold card with all of his fucking keys on it. Uh, Coinbase figured out how to do it themselves. Kraken figured out how to do it Gemini. themselves. Binance figured out how to do it themselves. FTX figured out how to do it themselves. Why can't MicroStrategy figure out how to, you know, have, you know, some insight into their Bitcoin and actually hold their own keys? Yeah. And, and, and leverage the native properties of the protocol, the, the innovative revolutionary properties of the protocol, which allows you to take uh, possession of, of your keys and, and to actually hold well, and, and have control of, of your Bitcoin. Like, it, it doesn't make... I agree with you. I think they should be working to figure out a way where they can hold uh, keys that, that give them access to the... What's the total amount they own now? 102,000 Bitcoin? I think it's 129,000 129,000. Holy shit. Dude. Like I can't sleep at night when I have like a million sats on an exchange. 
You know, yeah. like I'm like those a million sats are gone forever until I withdraw them. Like yeah. they're just fucking. Yeah, I know. But props where props are due. We're not giving props. We're, we're sort of ragging on you, Michael, for not holding your own keys. But you did crush on the Tucker Carlson show. That was a yeah. The Tucker Carlson interview was really good. I put that that I led it on dispatch. Was yeah. What I, anyway, and this, um, this clip particularly, yeah. I actually really like the the metaphor he used for energy density and steel production and. Uh, the energy density that goes into producing Bitcoin and preserving Bitcoin. I thought that was a really, really cogent and strong analogy that he used. Um, but yeah, I think he orange-pilled Tucker pretty hard. Yeah, I mean, that much was obvious. Yeah. And I, I think Tucker is like probably one of the most watched news shows in the in the country, the, if, the if most, not the most. The most, so. the most easily. Yeah. I think he gets like three or four million viewers a night. So there you go. That's fucking massive. And also, like, obviously it takes balls to hold 129,000 Bitcoin and try and corner the market single-handedly. Um, so cheers to that. But uh, not your keys, not your coins. And, and MicroStrategy is a tech infrastructure company. Like, they provide tech infrastructure for other companies. It should be, like, a perfect fit for them to develop you know, uh, storage solutions that work well for large corporations, including themselves. Like it is, it, if, if they're not racing towards that, then I don't know, you know, what they're doing. I assume they are in behind the scenes. All right. I didn't want to go here, but I want to go here. Car, I just put something in our telegram. Tinfoil hat mark is coming out. <laughs> I didn't want to go here, but I'm going to go here. Uh-oh. What do we think about this? <laughs> what do we think about this so go up go up uh, go up to the tweet above this uh, Michael Hartle tweeted one of my uncles was ostensibly an executive at a major oil company only he wasn't it was actually his cover as an agent for the CIA if you model if your model of reality doesn't include intelligence agents in major industry and media organizations you're missing something big and that somebody responded under this tweet with a, a screenshot of uh, a Google Maps <laughs> a Google Maps uh, directions from MicroStrategy's office to the CIA office headquarters, which is apparently 11 minutes away. Again, could be just a coincidence. Maybe, I don't even know if it's true. Somebody could have just made that screenshot up. We do need to verify if, if that's true. But what does that what does that mean though, Marty? Like I don't know. It doesn't mean if it is true. It just means that the offices are very close. What does the proximity of those offices mean? I don't know. I don't know. Um, maybe probably nothing. Most likely nothing. But if we're being adversarial thinkers here, uh, and we're just thinking through these possibilities, Matt's coming again. Um, <laughs> oh. Uh, Maybe something you should factor into adversarial thinking. Again, we're not saying this by any means. That is a fact, but yeah, it would be interesting. You know, interesting social attack. Get somebody to corner the market. <laughs> Get almost 130,000 Bitcoin. Yeah, uh, I mean, so I, I I got disconnected again. Yes. Um, I've, I've switched to mobile. Thank you. So hopefully this is the last week. This will be the last week that we have to deal with this. So I apologize to the freaks and Marty and Carr. And the documentary crew again. Car, pull pull the um, tweet back up, please. So Matt can come. No, no, I saw the tweet beforehand. MicroStrategy is located super close to the CIA. Yeah, they have like a ton of government contracts as well. 
Yeah. Um, so like, does Michael Saylor, like, is he on a first name basis with a ton of government people? A hundred percent. Like a hundred percent. No doubt in my mind whatsoever. Um, good thing Bitcoin's for enemies and good thing it's not a proof of stake system. Holding more Bitcoin does not give you more power over the network. Mm-hmm. Um, it would explain why he's not worried about government seizure in his custody strategy. Uh, so um, you can give him some more credit on, on not holding his own keys in that situation. But uh, there's more risk than just government seizure when it comes to not holding your own keys. And that's the company fucking you over, uh, the company fucking up themselves. Um, those are the main two ones. Uh, so you should even even if you're a government, you should not outsource it to a third party, I would say. I, I would concur. I would concur. And then the other one who I've, I've always been suspicious of from distance from Langley was Ellen Big because of all of his servers. Yeah. Are, Ellen Big controls like at least at one point, like 50% of the capacity on the Lightning Network. Um, but I was talking to uh, the simple Bitcoin wallet uh, maintainer who is sponsored by Ellen Big. And take it as you will, but he does not think he's a government agent. That's what a government agent would want you to think. I know, I know, but I have him on air. I asked the question. Uh, well, what, what more can I do but ask the question? No, no, same, same here. We're just presenting. I don't even know if it's a fact. We, I, I have not been able to verify if that's where their headquarters is, but. No, they definitely are headquartered there. That, that I, I think that is, that is not a conspiracy. Okay, All right, very And they have a shit ton of government contracts. You can see like a, a, a huge amount of their revenue is, historically has been government contracts. Yes, All right. Look, there's a reason why Michael Saylor comes out and says, you know, this is an attack on gold, not on the U.S. dollar. Yeah. Again, props for props are due. You fucking crushed it on Tucker Carlson. That was a... Uh, Look, yeah. if Michael Saylor is building up a strategic Bitcoin reserve for the, the U.S. government, there's worse things. <laughs> I... You know, I prefer my government not be Bitcoin poor when hyper-Bitcoinization happens because that's when they come and try and take all your Bitcoin. Yeah, but isn't Bitcoin supposed to like dissolve the power of the state and government? Not the smart ones. Huh? Matt, Matt thinking four steps ahead. Uh, it definitely takes away, it, it still takes away the government. Even if a government has Bitcoin reserves, it takes away their ability to just print at will. So that they have to do taxes and bonds and stuff in order to... Like, I went to the World War II Museum in New Orleans, largest World War II museum in America. Um, and they had all this propaganda from World War II out that was like, buy war bonds, finance the war effort. And like, back then, you actually had to ask the people that you represented to help fund your war effort. Now you just like have like seven people in a room decide that you're going to fund the war effort and just sign some papers and then boom, done. Well, and this is another reason why we should really be harping and beating the drum of self-custody and collaborative custody because in that world, like you want to make sure there's no rehypothecation. So you need to normalize the, the collaborative custody model so that people that are allowing the issuance of these bonds or whatever like, are able to confirm that the collateral within there is where... It's supposed to be. And you do that by holding a key and being able to verify yourself. Um, I don't think that's what's happening with the volcano bond. 
Interesting. Yeah, I think the, I, I think Bukele likes holding the keys himself, but no one else has access to them. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised by that. Um, yeah, we need to demand the stuff. Normalize it, freaks. Normalize it. Uh, this is something very uh, in line with, or not in line, this is something that I'm sure made you happy. Silent Lake, add support for US burner phone number this six. This is fucking six. massive. Yeah. Yeah. So there's anonymous eSIM provider, uh, Silent So do you know link. what an eSIM is, Marty? Yeah, it allows you to buy uh, a a SIM card, a digital SIM card, right? That you can... Right, so like, you know, like in your phone, you have like a little SIM card that you stick in that has like your phone number and everything? Yes. And eSIM is a digital version. So you don't have the little card. And Android supports it. I don't know if iPhone supports eSIMs. Calyx supports eSIMs. Android as default supports eSIMs. If you use Calyx, Googled Android supports eSIMs. Graphene does not support eSIMs yet. I think they're going to uh, soon. But anyway, if you have a Calyx phone, you remove Google from it, you say, okay, now my biggest issue is that I have a KYC SIM, uh, KYC phone number. I'm using like T-Mobile or Sprint or something, and they know my billing address. They know every location I go to through cell phone triangulation. I'd really like to have a burner. Um, The common recommendation is, okay, go into one of those stores, one of those cell phone stores, Ideally, like the immigration-owned small business cell phone stores where they don't keep as good records and pay with cash. Now, that is obviously a hurdle. It's, it, there's a lot of nuance there. Um, with this, you pay with Bitcoin and you just get the, you scan a QR code and the eSIM gets automatically transferred to your phone without any shipping or anything. They don't take any email addresses, no phone number, uh, obviously no phone numbers. Uh, no, no personal information. You just pay with Bitcoin and you get it. Now, the issue with Silent Link in the past has been that you, you only, they only had UK numbers. Now they have US numbers, numbers that start with one, you know, like a US-based phone number. The major trade-off that you have is that it doesn't do outbound calls for whatever reason. Uh, so you can't call from the device, but you can receive calls, you can receive text, you can send text, you get data. You can use all the telephony services, like you can do signal voice calls, you can do telegram voice calls, um, and it's prepaid, so you pay per use. So like as you're using data, as you're using text messages, as you're using calls, you pay for uh, that additional. So it's $60 for the year, I think it's a very reasonably priced. And then after that, the main thing is data cost. Data cost comes out to about $12.50 a gig which is fairly priced, I think. I mean, I think like Google Voice, obviously you're all, a Google Fi, uh, you're like completely doxxed. And I think that's like $10 a gig. So for a privacy focused solution at 12.50, like that's pretty good. Um, I don't know, it's, it's, I wonder how long this service will last though, because I cannot imagine how fucking difficult it is to get wholesale uh, numbers. Numbers, yeah, because they right now, for you freaks at home who are listening can't see this like on the screen they, like they only have 15 numbers in stock Wait, right so now. every 45 minutes they add more okay so it keeps selling out and then repopulating mm-hmm. but like obviously the dev behind this is very privacy focused um so i the 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 big choke point is him being him or her being able to acquire more numbers without doxing themselves 
Uh, so there is some question if it's, you know, a government operation, which it could always be. I mean, obviously, you are trusting this provider with with personal information in terms of location based on your cell phone triangulation data. Um, but at the end of the day, like if you're using like a T-Mobile, AT&T, Sprint or whatever, we already know they have partnerships with all the governments. So uh, and they have your billing address, they have your name, they have everything else. So this is. A, a clear net benefit. You shouldn't 100% trust it, but it's a it's a massive improvement in terms of being able to easily access uh, new phone numbers, being able to rotate them very easily um, without having to give up personal identifiable information. Hell yeah, yeah! Shout out to the Silent Link team. Um, U.S. numbers available now. Go check it out. This is massive, though. That is like install Calyx. Get an eSIM from Silent Link. You've improved your privacy significantly. And then throw out the phone every year and do it again. And like if you do that, you have like reasonable improvement in privacy uh, with very, you know, with less gotchas than the previous situation. I mean, you don't have to throw out the phone. You could just get a new eSIM, right? No, because the phone still has an IMEI. Oh. So like they might be able to, if there's shit going on, they might be able to track you from eSIM to eSIM. So just throw out the phone. The, the Pixel, the Pixel uh, 4A right now is a million sats, I think. It's like not that bad. That's like what, it's like $500. So it's like 800,000 sats. Like I feel like for privacy, if it's a surveillance, you know, instead of having a surveillance device in your pocket, you pay like five hundred dollars, four hundred dollars a year. It's going to go down in terms of Sats prices every year. Yeah, seems Not reasonable. A bad deal. Seems reasonable. All right, freaks, beware, beware. Go check out Silent Link. Uh, we have software updates here, but first we're going to go to one of our favorite sections of the week. Shoutouts. We got shoutouts. Uh, uh, Andre is asking me about micro G on Calyx. I literally spent like three hours talking about mobile phone privacy with Seth for privacy on Citadel Dispatch. So if you just open up your favorite podcast app, go to TFTC and just type in mobile phone privacy into the search bar, it should pull up the episode number. I don't remember what it is. It's like 30 something. Yes. Go check it out. We've got many shout outs this week. First one, I think it was sent towards the end of last episode. I'm a monkey who loves to dance for the devs, yet I am a free monkey. What monkeys will stand with me? For I am so mighty, my strength will flow to thee. Join us and transcend these rubes, these stooges, these charlatans. Let the power of Bitcoin compel you. Be aware, bread and circuses. It's an interesting one. Again, He's calling you out for not dancing for devs. Um... Again, I said I'm not doing it unless Matt does it with me, and he won't do it with me unless we get 10 million sats. And we need to get it bounty. by December 8th, the national big by next event. Wednesday. So it's up to you, freaks. It's not on. It's not on my shoulders. It's on yours. So <laughs> next shout out. <laughs> <laughs> Sup, sovereign Diegoites, Diego wins, Diego ons. No, sovereign Dagens. SD Bitcoiners are having our last meetup of the year at Quantum Brewery in Kearney Mesa. Come by and grab a beer. You can pay for your tab in Bitcoin on the Lightning Network. 
have questions about the easiest way to get started saving in Bitcoin, want to learn how to improve your privacy, security, or self-sovereignty, we may not have all the answers, but we know people who do. Check us out uh, on Twitter at SDB, excuse me, at SDBitcoiners, uh, meetup.com slash SDBitcoiners, or on Matrix at SDBitcoiners, colon matrix, matrix.org. Cheers and happy stacking. Corey San Diego uh, at in pharmacist, I N P H A R M A T I C I S T on Twitter. And he's got signatures to prove who he I is. I love that dude. Signatures.corey, C O R E Y dot L O L slash 1129202 Did you sign? Did he sign it? Is it a PGP signature? There's no PGP signature, but if we want to go. Uh, check so that doesn't really help us at all. No, it doesn't, Corey. You forgot the PGP. Signature. Well, anyway, Corey, I love you, bro. Cheers love to you. you and cheers to San Diego Bitcoiners. <laughs> love you too. Love you too. And here's a shout out. Uh, yeah, if you're in San Diego and you want to go meet up and drink beers and learn about Bitcoin, Lightning, Sovereignty, go check out the meetup. That Ooh, reminds but- me though. Um, he mentioned Matrix. They have a Matrix room. Mm-hmm. When we're talking about a post-Twitter world, like... I really like this idea, at least in the short term, medium term. Um, So like Twitter is a one to many platform, right? Like you're broadcasting to many people from a single person Uh, and it's all public. It's all, you know, it's a broadcast platform. I really like the idea of of these smaller groups and group chats. Um, They're just inherently more censorship resistant. And even if there's no encryption because they're not broadcast publicly, um, there's a little bit of additional privacy there, like less notice that's happening from the public. Um, so I see people slowly moving to those. Uh, we see that happening with Telegram already. Um, but end-to-end encrypted, more censorship-resistant options. Matrix is completely distributed. You can run your own server. We have Bitcoin Q&A running a server. We have Diverter running a server. Um, so Matrix offers a really good option there. It's easy to integrate it with other services. You can have it cross-post directly to Telegram and Discord. Um, but yeah, I also really like Threema for group chats, which is open source and end-to-end encrypted. Yeah. I think the group chat thing is, uh, like I, I, yeah, I, I, I like the groups. That makes sense to me. I do A as lot well. of small groups. Yeah, I've used... Uh, the matrix element client too. It's uh it's really good. It's very good UX UI too. It's pretty I think sp- Apple banned it from their app store. Really? What the hell's going on? It was either Apple or Google. Why can't we just communicate here? Why can't we just like create like these apps and these groups to just talk? Apple. Tech giants. Like Silicon Valley tech giants. You're on your way out. Okay? If you if you if you keep it up and you don't enable freedom in the digital age do you want to be the despots the tyrants the luddites the the orwellian freak shows that lead us down a desperate path uh or do you want to be remembered as heroes that that enabled freedom in the digital age the Uh, nice thing about android is you can easily install apps outside of the app store um, so like Element, you can just download the APK and install it without needing the App Store. Um, but regardless, I mean, it, it is kind of funny that we 
Like we'll spend hours on this show. Like what is, is this? This is rabbit hole recap one seventy five. So we've done um, one hundred and seventy five weeks straight of this show, and well, I think we skipped one week like early on, and that we felt really bad about. But essentially one hundred and seventy five weeks straight, where we talk about all these different like edge cases and stuff. But at the end of the day, like if Apple t- took Bitcoin wallets off the App Store like 99% of people would just not have the initiative to go around it. <laughs> even though they could, even though they could, they would just be like, ah, it's too difficult. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna use Robinhood. I'll just, I'll trust Robinhood with my Bitcoin. They're already holding my Tesla stock. It doesn't really matter. They're lost. They're gonna yeah. lose their freedoms. They'll learn, they'll get burned and they'll learn. Yeah, they'll learn. But again, how do you, how do you want to be remembered? You tech giants, do you want to be remembered as the evil, I don't care. the evil assholes that tried to enslave humanity and, and censor free speech? Or do you want to be remembered as heroes that enabled free speech? I, I think the former is, unfortunately for you, what you're going to be remembered as. But um, we're at a critical point in human history. We're at an inflection point, and the decisions you make today will dictate how you're you're viewed uh, in history because uh, history is written by the winners and bitcoiners are going to win uh, so don't bet against us next show i would just have one correction we in the future i think it'll be the saying will be history is written by the bitcoiners yes yeah yeah history is written by the bitcoiners it's in the ledger the ledger's <laughs> history of what's going on is objective truth and we're going to write that truth because we're going to win and uh we will be gracious. We will be gracious. We will trend to uh, enabling freedom everywhere. I, I like to think at least. We'll only be benevolent dictators. <laughs> somebody somebody in fucking mainstream journalism is going to take that, that blurb. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many fucking out of context clips you can take from this show. Just good, good, good thing we don't have to rely on fucking fiat jobs. Yeah, right. Always to be canceled to fucking kingdom come. I am unhirable at this point. Um, thank you, ten thirty one. Completely unhirable. Uh, uh, next shout out. My favorite moment this year was when Marty declared Pete Clown World. Bruh, I know you're accustomed <laughs> to Bitcoin pullbacks of 50, 70, even 90%, but Clown World never pulls back. Senor Odell was 100% right about Clown World pumping forever. Forever, Laura. Get some rest, Matt. You're too young to be exhausted all the time. Love you, Marty. Love you, Matt. Stay humble, freaks. Cheers to that. Uh, probably the worst call of my life. Probably the worst call of my life. I don't know. There's a lot of... Uh, we've made a lot of calls. Yeah. yeah. All right. Definitely this- up there, though. Yeah, it was a bad one. It was a very bad one. You like immediately regretted it. It was like it was just like forty eight <laughs> hours later. You're like tweeting. You're like I I didn't I shouldn't have called that. That was a bad idea. <laughs> uh, it was a bad idea. It's only getting. I mean, it's only getting more ridiculous. To I, be clear, I don't think Clown World's Clown World Bitcoin's designed to pump forever. Clown World isn't designed to pump forever, but it's got a lot of left a lot of lot of juice left in it. You know, it, it's still got a long way to go, but. Uh, there is light at the end of the tunnel. There it, is. There is an element of darkness here. I think the darkness is inevitable, but we can shorten the period of darkness. We can make the darkness better for our friends and family. And like that should be the goal. Um, but at the other side, there's light. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, we have people freaking out about an Omicron 
Omicron. Dude, you want to talk about the I, single call that was the best call I've ever made on this show multiple times? Uh, was traveling before it's too late. Yes, that was a very, that was a very good call. And I, I mean, I was like wrong on the scale. Like I did not think it was going to happen so quickly. But I was like, I woke up this morning. I was just, I saw like the news out of Europe and just, I'm so fucking grateful. I feel so fortunate that I like extensively traveled around the world before all this bullshit happened. And even then I feel like I didn't do enough. Yeah. Like it's just, uh, yeah. I, def I the definitely, I definitely like The borders are closing. Yeah. I mean, Canada, you can't get on a plane or train without a vaccine now, without a passport. Uh, what happened in Europe? What particularly, I don't know if I saw that news. Well, they're like implementing mandatory vaccines in a lot of places. Yeah. Ah. Uh -huh. Now Uncle Marty's getting heated. You see, like even and then like the rumor is that the Biden administration is going to make it so even if you're a vaccinated American, you're going to have to do I think seven days quarantine when you come. Like the yeah. the restrictions are getting implemented and at, they're going to only get worse and then they're never going to get pulled back out unless we stand up and start fighting against this tyranny no, and this bullshit. We just have to afford private jets. Once we can afford private jets and blimps, then there's no restrictions. It's all, the restrictions are only on the plebs. All right, everybody go auto stack right now. Um, <laughs> market buy. Go it's market a private buy. jet stack. <laughs> private jet stack. I want to see your private jet stacks on Twitter. Just kidding, don't dox yourself. Um, but My goal basically right now is like to basically just travel around America by car. Because I don't think they can, they can't, they don't have the resources to close borders by vehicle. Uh, I imagine domestic travel by air will get more difficult, which it has, but it'll get even more difficult. And uh, travel by car, wait out, hope that Bitcoin appreciates in purchasing power as I expect. Um, and then we can just take airships everywhere. I like that. I like that idea. But still, with that being said, it can't hurt to stand up against this tyranny. I mean, it's fucking asinine what's going on. How do you right even now. stand up against that? Call it out. Like, yeah, it, we could do that. And then we'll get banned from Twitter now. Yeah. Uh, I'm not even going to say it. I'm not going to say it. You will not like it. I'm not and then we'll say call it, it out on the podcast and we're going to get banned from Anchor. I'm going to restrain way, myself. Like, I have to say, freaks, by the way, like the, 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 the day that Spotify every year releases uh, the podcast rankings, like your own personal, which podcast you listen to the most, is like quietly one of my favorite days of the year. It's just the love that you guys send us and just being there with you guys really does mean the world to me. That's why we do this. But at the same time, like you really should not be listening to podcasts through Spotify. Like it is a surveillance app. Like consider a podcasting 2.0 platform. If not that, Use Antenna Pod, which is free and open source uh, podcasting app. Matt says this as he admitted to me a couple of weeks ago. They love Spotify too. So, I mean, I use Spotify for music <laughs> because I'm a fucking completely trapped in that ecosystem. Yeah. And same. When I get a proper home, I'm gonna start building a local music collection again. Hell yeah. So I'll, I'll try and escape that. But for podcasts, there's no reason to use Spotify. There's yeah. zero, there is zero benefit to using Spotify. Fountain is fire. Uh, yeah. Disclaimer, I am an investor in Fountain, uh, personally. Um, Fountain is fucking awesome. I am not an investor in Fountain, and it is fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, so Fountain and Breeze, Breeze with 
Z is, are my two favorite podcasting 2.0 apps. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm still a big uh, fan of Sphinx too. I think they, I think the tribe aspect in there being able to talk and chat with freaks about the episodes is great as we well. We just need some updates, but I love those guys. Yeah. Um, um, and then AntennaPod, as I said, AntennaPod is a free open source podcasting app. Um, highly recommend that app. It is fucking fantastic. Yeah. But I, I, Matt, you keep you keep drifting me away from the point I'm trying to make here. Is like there's fucking internment camps in in Australia. They're fucking yeah. rounding up Aborigines and putting them in internment camps, and then uh, well, they're rounding up white people too and putting them in the internment camps. That as well. Um, and did you see the like the yeah the headline earlier this week? Three people like decided, hey, I don't want to fucking live in an internment camp. I'm a free and they sovereign escaped. individual. They escaped. The cops hunted them down, tested them. They were negative. It's like, what the fuck is negative, going on yeah. here? Like, what is so going on? Why were on? they in it to begin with? They're like, and then we yeah. put them in 14-day quarantine. Yeah, it's... it's and there's not up. even I that many cases. There's not that many cases in Australia. There's not that many deaths. Like, what's going on in Australia is very scary. Then in Canada as well. Like, what's going on up there? They're They're constricting... Travel. Children. Why do we have children of men up? This is a very good movie. Yeah. My wife does not like that. This is one of my favorite movies. I'm like, we're watching. This movie's a fucking classic. Yeah. Instant classic movie. Clive Owen crushes it in this movie. Yeah. No spoilers. Go watch it if you haven't watched it. Yes. Children of Men. My my wife does not like it. She it makes her sad. Um, but it does have an optimistic ending. That's the only spoiler we'll give you. Um, yeah. You know, you know, Anchor censored one of the Dispatch episodes, right? I didn't, because Anchor is owned by Spotify. Well, they, sp- they they censored one of the Whitney Webb episodes too, then, because Spotify. No, like in the RSS feed, Citadel Dispatch episode seven doesn't exist. You can still catch it on Bitcoin TV, CitadelDispatch.com slash CD seven, but they removed it from both of our podcast feeds. What happened? What were you guys talking about? It was the self-hosting episode with Catan. Why would they? But that's not why they removed it. Why was they removed it? Because I en- ended it with Elton John's Rocket Man. Yeah. If I was pomp, I would just pretend that they were trying to censor self-hosted discussion. Rocket but still, Man. you can feel the you you can feel the creep you can feel the creep coming in. Yeah. Hey, Elton, just open source that shit, man. You made enough money. You made enough money, Elton, Sir Elton John. But uh, it was funny because it was the self-hosting episode. Yeah. Um. Again, you keep drifting me off. You keep drifting Sorry, me off. I'm trying Spotify. to, I'm trying to have a rant about tyranny here, and you're like, "Oh, it's, it, it, like Elton John's Rocket Man got me kicked off of Anchor." <laughs> <laughs> it's fucked. Well, I, look, I'm, this Omicron thing too. Like, how racist with this? You're not allowed to call it, like Trump wasn't allowed to call it like the Wuhan flu or whatever. Now it's like the Omicron variant from South Africa, and that's not even accurate. What happened was you had South African scientists isolate and identify. Yeah, they're like the, the variant. Best. They're like really good at this shit. So yeah, they figured it out first. They figured it out first, and like every the whole global community is like, oh, stay away from South Africa. It's like no, these people just <laughs> identified and made the rest of the world aware that it exists. It's not like it's spreading around down there. And it's an excuse to close borders. Yeah. At, it's, it's closing borders like failed states have tried to close their borders throughout history. That is a, you don't want the wealth to escape. Yeah, exactly. And it's that's not, where Bitcoin is going to be like a primo target. Like Bitcoiners and Bitcoin is going to be like an insane target. Come and take it. Um, like, 
it's exactly it's an eternal pandemic like this is this is insane that this is censored by twitter like this woman let's play the whole video um, Wait, did you get censored for this tweet no i had to i had to quote tweet um petra you couldn't retweet because i couldn't retweet it yeah Let's play it. So this is a World Health Organization whistleblower, Dr. Astrid Stuckelberger, trying to warn people uh, about what's going on here. They want an eternal pandemic. There's always going to be a new variant. It's a fucking virus. Virus, viruses mutate. They're and always, they mutate to be more communicable, but less this, deadly yes, over time. Like that's is, the incentives. That's the virus incentives. We talk about incentives a lot on this on this show. Yeah, that's viruses want incentives. to survive. They don't want to kill their host. Yeah, because then they don't have anywhere to live. So they they mutate and they they get less severe over time. Take a class on on communicable diseases, which I did in college. So if everybody's like, "Oh, Mario, did you really take a class on communicable diseases?" Yeah, yeah, it was called uh, uh, the history of emerging diseases. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember who your teacher was? Uh, I don't. He was a great man, though. Um, he was, he was uh, a great man, but un, yeah. uh, not memorable. <laughs> I was my freshman year in college. Well, teach, teach. If if you're listening right now, Marty would love to have you on the podcast. I would, I would. But let's. We're gonna play. Uh, we're gonna play this. Uh, this video of this World Health Organization whistleblower. Two minutes so and nineteen this seconds. Is just gonna go on forever because uh, what they're doing, you can see it happening now. It's that we thought. Oh no, we. <laughs> those who got vaccinated thought that the vaccination would liberate them. And on the opposite, they're vaccinated, they're dependent on what they call the mutation, they are using this as a gimmick. So they say, oh, every mutation, always with the wrong test, there's a mutation, a new vaccine. So not only people have to make two vaccines now, which is also unprecedented with a experimental injection, but now they have to keep on wearing masks. And they have to keep on doing lockdown and distanciation. It doesn't solve anything. They think they're going to travel, but then they will have an ID vaccine passport that will force them to get vaccinated regularly so they can control them more and more, their health, maybe eliminate them. Uh, with, you know, it's, it's really criminal. So the, the fact that we see that the plan is done for 2031 in the papers of the government and you have to look for it, is already a plan. The other sign is that John Hopkins University has issued a pandemic plan for SPARS 2025-2028. So they will not stop. They will keep on, as long as people believe they're going to make them believe SPARS and everything, and every flu is going to be transformed in a, in a drama drumming. So every flu, you're sick and you're going to die. And people are so afraid of death, they think that the, they give their life <laughs> risk to people who lie to them. They b believe in a government that lies to them. So um, they're using fear. And those who are fearful and don't change will, will probably, unfortunately, die. So I'm just, you know, calling people to wake up and take back your health. Don't believe in the government. They are, they are creating <laughs> a perpetual pandemic. <laughs> It's, it's an eternal pandemic. <laughs> this is the worst nightmare of, uh, you can have, is to be in perpetual fear your whole life. Yes. So, Who is this woman? World Health Organization? 
whistleblower, Dr. Astrid Stuckelberger. Um, she, yeah. Was she formerly World Health Organization? Yes. And, but that's the thing too. Like she mentions it. Like they, they, they go over this with Whitney Webb. Like they write this shit down. Like it's public information. They have plans to do this shit like for many years into the future and it's never going to end. They're leveraging fear. It's a fucking classic tactic of despotic and tyrannical regimes. They use fear and propaganda to leverage you to do certain things that they want you to do. And right now, they want you locked down. They don't want you thinking clearly. They don't want you thinking freely. They don't want you communicating or traveling to organize with other individuals. They are losing power. They fucked up the financial system. They fucked up the money so bad. They, it is going to be a, a, a disastrous. Uh, they're trying to avoid a disastrous collapse of the global financial system. And they need to clamp down on control. And they're using this virus and everything that comes after it, all the variants to fear among you. Again, viruses mutate naturally. There's going to be an Omicron, there's going to be a G, there's going to be uh, a Delta, a Zeta, whatever. They're going to keep coming. It's going to keep mutating. And you can't sit there and freak the fuck out every time a new, na newly named variant comes out and they use that as an excuse to stay in your house or get wait for another booster and to put your mask back on. It's never going to end unless you fucking stand up and you say, I've had enough. I'm not afraid of death. Death is going to happen to all of us. We're all going to fucking die. Do you want to live in fear? Do you want to live your life the way we've lived for the last two years into perpetuity? If you don't stand up and say, you know what? I would rather, I would rather fucking die than live the way that humans have the last 18 months. Like I'd rather live freely for the next two months and fucking die at the end of that two months than stay fucking masked up and constricted in my house, unable to go travel and visit my family and travel the world. It's, it's like, it's never going to end. It's never going to end unless people stand up. You are like Iceman from Top Gun. Matt's, Matt's <laughs> spinning his, uh, his pen right now. Spread the message to your crazy Personal aunt. responsibility, freaks. Spread it to your crazy Aunt Susan who's like, oh, Omicron's here. You need to wait for the fourth booster. Like, Aunt Susan, baby, honey, it's all going to be okay. We're all going to die. You can't be afraid of this virus. It's invisible. And like Dr. Ingrid said, it's gonna, they're going to start doing this with the flu too. They're going to start doing it with every little communicable disease. Because again, the fear works. It obviously works. Fucking the virus <laughs> is nowhere near as severe as something like the 1918 flu or the Black Death, and yet we, we locked down the whole world of billions and millions of people. And now they know. I mean, they were just. They were now just they like know that the fear works. The they know that the fear works, and they're going to keep trying known to leverage the fear it. Has worked forever, Marty. But I don't think they realize how effective it is. Are you kidding me? I mean, if we're talking about travel restrictions, like September 11th, they fucking they they hit us with travel restrictions. I mean, not to this degree, right? But. The whole TSA thing got implemented after that. You had to like give up all this, you know, private information and also just like human dignity in terms of actually traveling in order to travel after that. We had the Patriot Act where they decided that it was not against the Constitution to just completely wholesale surveil the whole population. And this is the, the next step yeah. of that process. How much uh, are you so going to important. I think it's very important. It's very important for people to realize that this is a a bipartisan issue in America. Like yes. this is something that both establishment Democrats and establishment Republicans can agree on that we can 
hit you with fear and we can take away your civil liberties and we can we can subjugate you. And I would add, though, on the positive side, because we're written pretty black uh, down in the dumps for the last 20 minutes on the positive side. I am very grateful that I'm in America where I can get into a car and I can drive to a place that is not crazy, that I can walk around without a mask where I'm not getting checked for vaccine status. I feel for our people that are in Austria right now that are in Germany. I'm pretty sure Germany just implemented something similar where they're going for mandatory vaccinations, where they're saying that people might be imprisoned if they don't comply and they don't have an easy way out without crossing international borders, right? Like it really shows the power of states' rights in America that, look, at the end of the day, like if you're fine with being locked down, if you're fine with vaccine mandates, you can stay in whatever state you're in or you can move very easily to a state that has different priorities. Yeah. That's what I did. That's why I'm down here in Texas. That's why I'm looking at the beautiful car across from me because I'm able to be here in Texas. Um, I think Matt's making a similar move soon. And uh, you can, that is, again, uh, I agree there, Matt. We are lucky that we live in America and we have these autonomous states that some of which are willing to stand up and protect civil liberties and freedoms in today's day and age. Let's hope that it stays that way. Um, the federal government does not like it. You're seeing Biden begin to posture um, and Fauci begin to posture saying things like there are certain governors that are, are, are picking freedom over health and stuff like that. They're, they're going to put a target on people like DeSantis and Governor Abbott here in Texas and they're, and they're going to villainize them and they're going to try and get them to bend the knee. Um, but I will say Governor DeSantis, uh, Governor Abbott and other Governors throughout the country who are, who are standing up for civil liberties, do not bend the knee. We are here. We, we appreciate what you're doing. Um, and if push comes to shove and they try to force you to bend the knee, fucking secede. Um, this is a... Uh, freedom is hard to find these days. And luckily we do have it uh, in parts of the United States. Yes, Matt's moving to Austin. He's actually moving and We're going to start living together. Um, in this house, I don't always dox my location, but when I do, it's Marty. Yeah, <laughs> uh, lines are being drawn. Um, yeah, look what's going on in fucking France, too. Like, you think the Germans and the French would learn, like, the, the pictures and videos of cops going into restaurants in France and scanning vaccine so passports. It's like, have you never watched a World War II documentary? Like, what the fuck is going on, people? Like, you're like, oh, it's necessary. Like, there's literal internment the camps in Australia. Is, They're fucking rounding up people and putting them in camps. Like So like we we mentioned briefly the Twitter censorship policies that got implemented after as soon as Dorsey left. And one of them is that official policy of Twitter is we cannot post pictures or videos of people without their permission. And Twitter for better or for worse, I mean they've had a lot of censorship issues over the last 5 years. But they have been a major platform in terms of exposing authoritarianism and exposing government overreach. And technically, now, per their policy, they can selectively ban accounts that post police officers doing shit like that. Or even there was a separate there was an American police officer thing. Did you see where their house got breaking broken into? 
They kicked and they the dog. captured someone on camera. They captured a police officer on camera kicking their fucking dog. Yeah, it was fucked up, dude. And it was something it's like they up. they saw somebody like trying to break technically into their house. that's against Twitter's fucking policy. Yeah, and Sorry. the so that particular situation uh, was the person was away. The neighbor said, "Hey, I think someone's trying to break in your house." They called the cops. Like, "Hey, I think someone's trying to break in my house. We're not there." The cops show up, and the dog trying to scare away strangers. Uh, it's fucking kicked multiple times. It's like by a little cop. dog. Yeah. It's it wasn't a big up. dog. <sighs> we need to... We, it's another thing too. Like it's nuanced topics. Like police, like you need police, but you also need police who are well-tempered and not fucking psychopaths. Like we need better training. We need better screening. They should be paid well. They should yeah. be held accountable. Yeah. All that shit. Ah. <sighs> Software updates. We need to get off of these wait, negative vibes. Wait, we're done with the shout outs? Yeah, we're done with the shout outs. Um, this weekend, I know... Oh, wait, we, no, we're not done we, with the shout outs. We do have one more. We got we got on a wide tangent there. Last shout out. Boom. Um, shout out to my little sister who is opening a school in Austin this weekend. Just opening your own school would be worthy of a shout out by itself. But this story is much bigger than that. Prior to this new venture, she had a job she loved at a school she loved, teaching kids she loved, but all the changed all that changed earlier this year. Her bosses told her she had to get the COVID vaccine to continue being employed. She refused and said, fire me. At the moment, she decided she would open her own school. At that moment, she decided she would open her own school. I've never been so proud of her, and the world needs more people like her who will stick by their morals no matter what the cost. It goes without saying, opening a new business is very stressful in and of itself, but throw the added divisiveness uh, that the political reaction to COVID has caused, and she has at times questioned if Austin is the right place to open a business. I couldn't think of anyone better to give a few words of advice and to help ease some of those fears uh, than new Austin, uh, than new Austinite Marty. Um, yes, uh, to your sister, uh, if you're opening a school and you uh, were based enough to get fired for not getting the COVID vaccine, I have. Uh, I'm curious to learn if you're accepting preschoolers and uh, daycare <laughs> children because it's very competitive down here. Uh, we're looking. Uh, I knew for, exactly where this was. We're going. looking for part-time daycare down here uh, in Austin. Marty's like, if you're accepting another child, <laughs> we would love to talk. Yeah. No, but, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, that was something when I made it public that I was moving down here. And Car, I'd actually like to get your opinion on this, having lived in Austin. Like everybody's like, why are you going to Austin? It's like the liberal city in Texas. Uh, I mean, personally, I've been here for two months almost. I've never been asked to wear a mask. Uh, I, there are Ubers some places. Ubers only. There are some, even in Ubers, like I go and nobody says shit. Um, the, so I got ratted out in multiple Ubers. In Austin? In Austin. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, you just tell them no. Yeah. And you just keep going. Yeah. That's, the, that's, no, no, how, but, that's how you do. No, but, so I, so, but, but then afterwards they rat you out to Uber. Yeah. And then yeah. Uber makes you like take a picture before you get into the next Uber. So what we've been doing is like, we'll go out, like all the big corners will go out together. And if somebody says, oh, you got to put on a mask, fuck you, we're going. Yeah. Yeah. We're just, yeah. I mean, no, that's the way to do it. But I'm just saying, except like Uber's, Uber's a, a fucking multinational corporation at this point, right? So like Austin doesn't get blamed for that. But I'm no, just yeah, it's not that's, Austin, it's Uber. Um, that's the only time was was in Uber's. Yeah, I mean, also, I mean, there are people wearing masks and stuff like that, but there's nobody's forcing anybody to. Um, I've never been asked. I think to, people should be able to wear masks if they want yeah, to wear masks. Yeah, I, I have no problem with that either. And um, I just don't think that we should be forced to wear them. Yeah. 
There is my sister's down here. She's trying to get a job um, in the restaurant industry, and there are a few places asking if she's vaccinated, and she's like, eh, "What the fuck?" Like, um, I'm pretty sure one of the reasons why there is uh, such issues with employment in a lot of these restaurants is because it sucks to be a service worker. And it sucks even more to be a service worker with for eight hours of the day, you have to wear a mask yeah. because even a lot of the Austin places where uh, the the customers don't have to wear masks, they make the servers wear the masks. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird down here because it's, it's, it's mixed. There's a lot of places that don't make you wear it. Um, and then there's a lot of places that, that are not you wear it, but make the servers wear it. And then there's others. Which I don't like that, that either. That Neither pisses me off more. It feels classist. It is very classist. And it's, again, it's yeah. not logically consistent at all. It's all freaks. It's not about health or safety. It's about control. They want to see how much they can control you. Oh, you, you'll, you'll feel completely normal sitting there eating in a restaurant with a bunch of people with their mask off and think that, oh, yeah, the service should have their mask on. Like, they want to see how fucking far they can divide you and how, how far you'd go to accept So it. I don't know if you saw BT Sessions is in there. Um, mm -hmm. He's right. Like when Francis came, the bull Bitcoin team, they're just like, fuck you. Like <laughs> Francis is fucking based, dude. Well, I think you're well, talking about specifically when when you have to take he, a picture for Uber. Yeah, they, oh, they ask you to take a picture with your mask they, like, on. They do the selfie and he just does the... Yeah. No, I used to flip the bird. When that, I haven't been asked to do it since Bitblock Boom was the last time I was asked. And then I was like, fuck you. Um, but, I'm on the red list. I get asked all the time. I'm a big uh, proponent TSA. Always hated the TSA. If you get in the scanner, just stand there like this. That's my political uh, protest there. Well, you heard the story that yeah, Gary said, very right? Very effective. About Bitblock Boom, where they told him to like tell everybody to put on a mask and Gary said, yeah. fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> He's I was, not happening. I was no, well, the one... Yeah, the one that was during hey, COVID. Put your mic uh, by your keyboard. That's what's giving me feedback. There we go. No, you're not talking to me. When we were at when we were at Big Bitblock Boom during COVID, I mean, they were they were uh, upset with us many many times. Yeah, and this was 2020, not this it, year. Because the beauty of Bitblock Boom, Car, have you been to Bitblock Boom? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So have we met at Bitblock Boom? No, I've seen you, but everybody's always crowded around you like you're some uh, TikToker or something. So, <laughs> so Bitblock Boom, the, the key of Bitblock Boom is the lobby party, right? Yeah, lobby con. So like, yeah, during COVID, during COVID, that, that one at COVID, were you at that one during 2020? Yeah, I saw you. You're giving out hats. But like I said, everybody's always around you because you're like the coolest dude in the world. So. But that one, yeah, that one we got fucking, they were so mad at him. Marriott was fucking furious at Gary. Yeah, that's the one that he tells the story. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, side Gary's a here. real one. Respect Gary, to him. Gary is a real one. Shout out to our Bitcoin boomers. Um, I will be attending a, uh, an energy conference, uh, in a, in a couple of weeks here. And the itinerary, it's energy specific about like oil and gas and other energy. And they have a, a panel for, uh, Bitcoin mining in the oil field. And, uh, <laughs> I was, so they sent out an itinerary this morning, like, look over the itinerary, let me know what you think. And I was trolling a bit, but uh, the, the panel that I'm on is, they had it labeled like crypto in the, in the oil field. And I just responded, I was like, hey, only like one correction to, to the itinerary, <laughs> it's Bitcoin in the oil field. And she just responded, noted a change made. I was like, boss, let's go. It's not crypto what in the crypto? oil field. It's, uh, it's Bitcoin in the oil field. Uh, back to um, the gentleman who sent wait. the shout out or the, the lady, could be a lady. Um, good luck opening the school. Uh, if you want to connect your sister and I, um, 
And again, if she is offering daycare services, I, I'm actually very interested. So um, uh, I would love to meet your sister in a very platonic yeah, so way. <laughs> Obviously, I'm married with a child. He wants to get his child into your school. If, I mean, if, if the age, if, if age appropriate, if he's uh, meeting thresholds there. Um, I just wanted to do a shout out uh, to the one positive thing still happening in Australia. Uh, Stefan Levera, Catan? No, he's out. He got out. He was smart. First of all, to all my Australian brothers and sisters, get the fuck out. Just do it. Convince your family. Do a one-way trip. Don't go back. Um, you got to make the move at some point. And if you don't make it now, your opportunities are closing very quickly. Um, but considering you will probably not do that until after this weekend, uh, Bitcoin Bush Bash, their meetup is happening this weekend. So if you go to bitcoinbushbash.info, you can find out information about that. Shout out to our Australian freaks and the Bitcoin Bush Bash has been going on for quite some time. Uh, Shout out to uh, our Australian wizard, Murundi. Black I heard these meetups are actually fantastic. I have as well. I have as well. Get out in the bush, talk Bitcoin. Is that a good Australian accent? I don't think so. I'm sorry for insulting the Australian freaks out there with my terrible accent. I don't think you can insult them any more than their government has already insulted them. It's true. It wasn't awkward, but then I know. I know. Justin. I and Marty, you always do that. I'm sorry. Just... Like I have connection issues. I come back, he's talking about me coming. <laughs> that was an awkward. That was just funny. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know. I have connection issues. <laughs> you'll you'll hear it. Um, software updates. LND version 0.14.1 beta has been released. We talked about this last week. This is uh do not download version. 0.14.0, uh, 0.14.1 fixes a bug that was released with version uh, 0.14.0. Mercury Mercury Wallet version 0.4.56 has been released. Join Market version 0.9.4 has been released. Blue Wallet version 6.2.13 has been released. Spectre Desktop version 1.7.2 has been released. Umbrella version 0.4.9 has been released. Passport version 1.0.8 beta has been released. A lot of software updates this week, freaks. Hexa Wallet version 2.0.5 has been released. Simple That's Bit- a good release. Disclaimer, Matt's an advisor of Hexa Wallet. Uh, simple. Am Bitcoin. I supposed to step in when there's, <laughs> when there's comments to be made? I'm fucking with you, dude. Uh, what's, why is this a good release? Uh, that's a good release because Swan got integrated. So it's like basically oh, the first Swan app. Uh, so if you or if you have a Swan Bitcoin account, you can just auto DCA directly. You can auto stack directly into your self-custody Hexa wallet. Um, it provides a nice little like noob entry into it. And the next update is going to add... Uh, yeah, I'll just tease it. The next update is going to add a, a gift feature for Christmas. So yeah. you can do self-custody gifts where if they don't redeem the gift, you get the money back. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hexabot version 2.0.5. It's the uh, the update with these features. Uh, again, simple Bitcoin wallet version. And thank 2. you for the disclosure. You're welcome. 
hey, we're always going to disclose to the best of our abilities here. Yeah, we're going to, this until this whole podcast is just disclosures. <laughs> uh, simple Bitcoin wallet version 2.4.22 has been released. Immortan version 0.5.7 has been released. Bitcoin dev kit version 0.14.0. Has been released. Nick's Bitcoin version 0.0.59 has been released. And Joinbox version 0.6.4 has been released. As always, um, you don't have to go rush to update these. These updates are out there. Uh, if you did not listen to us telling you not to download LND version 0.14.0, uh, you probably do want to go rush and download version uh, yeah. 0.14.1. Uh, but outside of that, uh, you can just go. In general, if you're running LND, you should probably update ASAP whenever they release an update. Yeah. Um, I mean, the last one, that would have been a bad idea. But but usually, I don't know. Tread with caution, but all the updates are in the show notes. Um, special shout out to Sparrow Wallet that's in pre-release right now. And they're testing PayNIMS and... Uh, two-person uncoordinated coin joins, aka Stonewall 2X and Stowaway. Hell yeah! Um, so, so Craig Raw is continuing his hustling of, of, of going through the Samurai stack and re-envisioning it for a desktop world, uh, fully compatible with anyone who's using Samurai Wallet. So that's dope. Craig, crushing it. Speaking of crushing it, our good friends at Noddle have uh, launched a lightning only product. Uh, the Nadalito. The Nadalito. Uh, Nadalito. They, they refused to call it the Nadalito. Uh, so you had that in the show notes. That's why you're trolling them. I know them. I do. You're trolling them in the show notes. <laughs> the Nadalito uh, is what Matt was I was like trying it. to troll them through you, but then I couldn't help myself. It's uh, Nadalite. Uh, it's a lightweight plug-and-play lightning node made for Bitcoin merchants from developing countries. The product aims to enable true financial sovereignty in a more convenient way. Um, we are big fans of the Noddle team. Uh, they've been they've been working hard and building incredible products for years, and uh, I'm very happy to see them releasing this. Look at that thing, the Nadalito. So this thing, it's a cool concept. It's a really cool trade-off balance that they're doing. Um, I'm going to have both Askwu and Keto on Dispatch this week to discuss it at length. Um, but the general premise is that it is under $100. Um, it runs Lightning. It runs an LND full node on the device, uh, but it connects out to shared Bitcoin Core and BTC Pay. So you're not running Bitcoin Core and BTC Pay on your device, but you're holding all your keys for your funds. Oh yeah, to keep cool. costs down. I like this. This pick is sexy. This is, uh, I imagine, in El Salvador. Um, just guessing. Just guessing. Um, as yeah, always, yeah. Pick is in El Salvador. It is December second, year of our Lord, twenty twenty one, and uh, you know what that means. We get a new update on Janine's this month in privacy for November 2021. Uh, short month in terms of stories covered. Um, she talks about the FATF travel rule updates, the state of lightning, a future under central bank digital currency privacy tools added to Bitcoin wallets and financial sovereignty through mining. Um, those are the topics of November 2021. 
from Janine's This Month in Privacy. Um, oh, no, this is October 2021. Do we have the right one? Did you link to the right one? Why does it say October 21? Is that a... I think... Wait, how many? How many? What is uh, in there? It's, mm-hmm. it's she was late. She was I think late. she was late. Okay. So this is I think this is uh, this is the most recent one. Yeah. Um, shout out to Janine. She did apologize for being late. You know what, Janine? I forgive you. I forgive you. Um. Yeah, this is the most recent one. I because I remember the moth or butterfly or whatever the fuck that thing is. Okay. What is that? Is that a moth or a butterfly? That's a moth. Come on, dude. It's obviously a moth. It's not a butterfly. Some freak's going to hop in the comments like, Marty, you're so wrong. This is worse than your clown world call. It's like, this is a special Arizona <laughs> butterfly. <laughs> That's all we got on the list. Um, I know Carr's got a lot of work to do for the block party tonight, so we don't want to hold him too, too long, but do you have anything to riff on? Ticket prices increase for Bitcoin 2022 in five days. Ooh, 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 ooh. Had to get it in, so don't get say it in at the last minute. Get it in at the last minute. What? Bitcoin 2022, Shelly. I mean, I, I was wondering if we we're going to go a whole episode without it. You got it. Well, I said that I'm going <laughs> I'm to try and only shill it when <laughs> when the prices are increasing. Okay. All right. Five days, so, nine hours, four minutes, and seven Marty, seconds. Marty, do you remember? Marty, do you remember the the discount code I have? No. Discount code open source. There it is. Twenty one percent off. Do not share it on Twitter, otherwise the discount code will get canceled. Do not share it on Twitter. Uh, discount code will get canceled if it's shared on Twitter. It's immediately going to get shared on Twitter now. And me and Marty do not get anything for that discount code. No, we don't. That is just Matt finagling a larger discount code than anything else that's available. So do not share that. Don't ruin it for for the other the other individuals out there who want to go and want to. Eat, I, want to- I personally tweeted it out, and then I was told I wasn't allowed to tweet it out for what it's worth. But. Matt, Matt, um, I'm excited for the block then- party car. I'm very excited about the block party. I wish I was going to be there. I wish you're going to be here too. Oh, check Um, check this out. What do you think about that? Ray Liotta. That is fucking dope. So you have a hundred of those masks, and you're going to be walking around Austin in them. Yeah. So they're gonna they're gonna put those on so that way we can have like Bitcoiners out there in full force. I mean, I feel like I fucking that's the only way they're going to take it seriously, right? With Ray Liotta, laser eyes. I think we call uh, Ray Liotta laser eyes Lay Riotta. Um, maybe switch Is that, that mask compliant on on commercial air flights? I think so. I'm gonna try it uh, when I go home. Oh, for could Christmas. that be a mask that you use for? I'm gonna try. <laughs> Certainly gonna try when I go home for Christmas. You're like walking through TSA with a fucking laser eye. Card, no, you can't use that on the plane. I'm just fucking with you. You can't use that on the plane. It's not a. It's not a. It's not OSHA kosher. Um, um, we have uh, the Nash Bitcoiners meetup that uh, all three of us are going to be at next Wednesday, next week. I'm so it's so, so going to be amazing, dude. Mills is in town too, and yeah, she's amazing. I can't wait to meet you, man. Mills is the co-host of Nash Bitcoiners and a good friend, apparently, of all of us, and uh, she's awesome. Uh, now I feel comfortable doxing her. Uh, she was the person I was referencing earlier when I said I was hanging out with people that you like. 
Um, oh, I do like her a lot. So that, that actually fits really well. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, she's she's fantastic. And uh, Nash Bitcoiners this this month will be focused on Bitcoin mining. And we have a shit ton of heavy hitters coming in. Econo Alchemist is coming in. Diverters coming in for it. Um, shout Marty, out to, Carr. Shout out to Econo me. for uh, joining the upstream data team. Um, yeah, that congratulations, brother. Well yeah. deserved. Yeah. He's also, um, Compass is paying for consulting if you get your miners shipped home if you're delayed with eco oh maybe we should mention that and we we uh a lot of people tweeting still wait first of all if you're on compass you should probably just get them shipped home and have eco consult yeah there's a there's never been a problem with shipping miners if you want to get them home there are delays uh at the south carolina facility specifically that are being worked through uh they've worked through a line share of the the backup there uh they have a, a few hundred left to go um and they are working on making sure this never becomes a problem again uh, in 2022 by creating uh, redundancy in their uh, hosting partnerships. Uh, they want to get back to uh, buy and plug in within 72 hours for, for all their customers. Um, is it a Ponzi scheme? I don't believe so. Uh, I don't think so. Matt, what are your thoughts after our conversation? Um. Not your hardware, not your hash. Yeah, obviously. Uh, I, 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 I honestly do not think that Compass is trying to fuck people. And I think that they uh, made some mistakes. And they're trying to make them right. The transparency can be better. I would not buy a miner through them. You would not buy a miner through if them? If you have it delayed... Oh, if you if you still have your miner delayed, they're offering a year free hosting, which I think is a, a like I, as far as compensation, that's a pretty good compensation. Um, I mean, it's like almost two thousand dollars worth of electric costs. But uh, I think you should just get it delivered to home. If you still are waiting, you should get it delivered to home and just have Eco walk you through it, and they'll pay for it. And uh, I would not buy from them right now. I would wait to make sure that everything clears up first. You would not buy a miner, even though they never had like delivery problems with their ASICs. I would use like Kaboom Racks or uh, Mine Farm Buy and just buy a miner through them instead. Okay, cool. You heard it here from me. And I would just wait it out because I would have. I mean, I mean, because like think about it. Like you're buying if you're buying like an S19, which first of all I wouldn't buy an S19. Why I don't not? even think they're selling what's miners, are they? Uh, they have in the past. I don't know if they have any availability now. I know right now they're just selling S19s. I wouldn't buy an S19 over a what's miner. And so, like, if you're buying an S19, you're paying what, like, 13k right now or something like that. Uh, I'm, I'd be interested to see where the pricing is now that the prices of Bitcoin has been hovering. Um, I don't just like send 13k to just like random people. Like that's a lot of money. Are they random people? <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean I'm just saying like I would I would be very <laughs> critical before I I don't know. Yeah. 
just trying to be honest here. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's never been a problem. I mean, again, I'm not trying to like crazily defend Compass here. But yeah, 13K. That's a what's minor M30S++. <laughs> um, I've never had it. If you buy an ASIC on Compass, it's been delivered in time. But yeah, I can understand if you don't want an S19. Um, yeah, I bought a couple of M30s a couple of months ago. Um, they were around like 9400 So yeah, prices have gone up. I love you, Greg. I'm going to have gigabit internet next week. So fuck Matt, you. Matt seems and to be like, using Benadryl. I'll have a different backdrop too. I'm, I'm going to miss that backdrop. I like that one. I can just bring it with me. Hmm. Happy Cup, Compass customer here. All right, it's good to see. There's a lot of happy cu Compass customers. It's either like happy or horror story. And all the horror stories are that South Carolina facility. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they had insane growth in 2020. Um, disclaimer, they're a sponsor of this podcast. <laughs> and they're well aware. <laughs> um, all right. Anyway, guys, enjoy your block party. I love right. you both. Wait, what Car, are we going to do next week? Prop what? What are we going to do next week? Are we recording in person? I got to figure out flights. I mean, if Car is going to be there. I'm driving up with Michael. Car's so. gonna, yeah, Car's driving up with Michael. Don't schedule your flight back, Marty, on Thursday until like schedule, put some buffer in there for Rabbit Hole Recap. Okay. And I have a spot where we can record it live. All right. I'll do that. I'll make my wife aware. And we'll have car there and we'll just do it. We'll rip it live. Yeah. We'll rip it live. Um, car, which Michael are you driving up with? I'm driving with my car. Tanguma. So we can, I can take all this with us. Uh, Oshi Michael or? Oshi Michael, yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. Oh, Oshi Michael. Tanguma's coming up too. Oh. It's going to be a fucking party. All right. Let's fucking go. I'll see you in Nashville next week. Enjoy the block party. I love you both. Stay humble, stack sets. Peace and love. Okay.